Ryan Reynolds here from Mint Mobile. With the price of just about everything going up during inflation, we thought we'd bring our prices down. So to help us, we brought in a reverse auctioneer, which is apparently a thing. Mint Mobile Unlimited Premium Wireless. How to get 30, 30, to get 30, how to get 20, 20, 20, how to get 20, 20, to get 15, 15, 15, 15, just 15 bucks a month? So, Give it a try at mintmobile.com slash switch. $45 up front for three months plus taxes and fees. Promote for new customers for limited time. Unlimited more than 40 gigabytes per month. Slows. Full terms at mintmobile.com. Hiring for your small business? If you're not looking for professionals on LinkedIn, you're looking in the wrong place. That's like looking for your car keys in a fish tank. LinkedIn helps you hire professionals you can't find anywhere else, even those who aren't actively searching for a new job but might be open to the perfect role. In a given month, over 70% of LinkedIn users don't even visit other leading job sites. So start looking in the right place. With LinkedIn, you can hire professionals like a professional. Post your free job on linkedin.com slash spoken today. Hello and welcome once again to History Dweebs. I'm Tim. Thank you for joining us for today's podcast. Um, The topic um, for our show today is the Scissor Sisters. Yeah, can't really say that. The Scissor Sisters, Linda and Charlotte Mahal. They were two young ladies um, from Dublin, Ireland, um, who uh, committed murder in 2005. It's a pretty interesting story. Um, Apparently, it was a big story in Ireland. And um, we'd like to thank Janet um, for suggesting this topic because it is, um, it is interesting. It's pretty gory. And we're going to get into it momentarily. But before I do, um, we're gonna, I want to introduce to you the very distinguished, the very honorable, the most dangerous man in podcasting, uh, Colonel Charles Beauregard Hawk Walters III, affectionately known as the Southern Gentleman. How are you today? Colonel, I'm I'm not bad, Timmy. Not bad. I uh, you, you seem at peace today. You really seem you know because I got a lot of things off my chest last night, Timmy. Well, what was going on last night? Well, you seen the whole controversy with the Starbucks cup. Yeah, I know that uh, that was a was uh, you mean that uh, for those outside, I guess maybe outside the country still knows, but um, apparently Starbucks is not celebrating Christmas as some would have or would like them to. And you hear all the time people talking about the war on Christmas. Right. But the colonel officially yesterday declared war on Christmas. You did? I did. So you are going to, uh, what, what, why did you declare war on Christmas? Well, I, 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 I put my, uh, I put my, my thoughts on, on my Facebook page, mm-hmm. um, my personal one, if anybody sees that. But, but, you know, I got thinking about this. Now, what happens at Christmas time? First of all, we go through this every year. And uh, we're going to be out shopping, and my wife is going to ask me, she's going to pick up a, a, a dog treat that cost me $25. For Rudy. For Rudy. And she's going to say, oh, do you think he'd like this? Mm-hmm. Now, I've seen the damn dog eat trash, all right? <laughs> so, yeah, I'm pretty sure he's going to like this. You're right. And number, number, you're, buying, you're spending more money on the dog than you're spending on the colonel. Yeah, that's not Number right. two, people that just been kicking my ass, namely... Taylor, Tanner, Logan, Sarah, my children. Right. I'm spending a bunch of money on people that just been busting my ass all year. Timmy. So, so you're declaring war on Christmas. Are you are you going to boycott Christmas this year? I'm gonna kick Santa's ass. Is what I'm uh-uh. gonna do. Every <laughs> mall I go into, I see a Santa Claus. I'm gonna whoop his ass. You're taking him down. I'm taking him down. You know what? Because it, it ain't. 
it, you know what I, and, and what I put on my page? Everything should be like Halloween to me. Now, you know, you go out and buy. You got friends. You know, I know you got some close friends that you buy gifts for. Yeah. You go out. You spend a bunch of money on them. Right. Then hoop like hell they like the stuff. Mm-hmm. Who needs that kind of pressure? That is a lot of pressure. That's why they get. That's why you can get gift cards. And you know why? You know what the colonel decided? What? Every 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 holiday, it should be Halloween. So you get candy, basically. No, you know what? Because the colonel standing at his door, you know, the little chubby kid come up. He dressed like Buzz Lightyear. Mm-hmm. Okay. Mm-hmm. I throw a butterfinger in the bag. Mm-hmm. The colonel don't feel no pressure whether the kid liked the Butterfinger or not. <laughs> you don't like my damn Butterfinger, go next door and get some Smarties. Yeah. See how you like that then. Yeah, so... Uh, you know, yeah. there ain't no pressure on Halloween. Take it, move on. Here's your gift, your little right, thing. Right. Move on, get the hell out of my house. Christmas time, I got to give you the gift. You stick around my house. You eat my food. You bug me. Yeah. You watch my TV. I can't watch my TV shows. Oh, I'm, I'm declaring war on Christmas. So you're just, you're just not... You're just... Uh, Scrooge, huh? You're not in a. You're not in a very. You're not in a very festive. No, mood. I am in a festive mood because we're gonna have festivus, Timmy. Ah. We're gonna have the airing of the grievances, the feats of strength, the whole nine yards, uh, whole festival. Is that right? You say you you're using your book of grievances that you're carrying around. I I do have a book of grievances, and I because the colonel, I I have so many grievances, I forget them now and again. Speaking of grievances. Uh, we're we are not uh, uh, joined today by Brandy, um, so I thought that was why you were kind of zen like. Well, no, that's got me calm today. Any day without the devil is a good day. And Brandy um, is out. I believe she's out worshiping the devil today. It is a satanic holiday today. I'm not really sure because I'm not into that kind of stuff. Um, right. Did you see her come in yesterday? She got her hair all crazy again. Yeah, I know. She's got like it's like five different colors. Yeah. I don't know what we're going to call her. Yeah, she it's looked like, like the Bride of Frankenstein. I, I know. It's, it's, it looked lovely, but, uh, you know, there's it's just too many collars going on there. I don't know what I don't know what it well, is. I give you, if she move ahead too fast, you have a seizure. Yeah, uh, it's like one of those kaleidoscopes yeah. or something. Yeah, the colonel was getting dizzy. So Brandy will join us. Uh, she was, she, she, she'll join us again next week, but uh, she's out um, today. There's some, it's some kind of pagan holiday. I don't yeah. know if they I, I believe she's actually working, doing something important, but... Uh, I believe she's a druid, Timmy. She may be a druid. I think, you know, she has this fascination with uh, the uh, Stonehenge, so she mm-hmm. might be at the Stonehenge for all we know. She ride a broom to work. <laughs> Let's give some shout-outs. we got a lot of new viewers, we do. listeners. Let's that... give our regulars a shout-out real quick. Now, okay. Casey, Casey, we always miss you. It's, we can't have you on the show often enough, and we hope you to get you on here soon. Um, Lady Beverly, uh, you know that you just... Lady Beverly, the most charming woman you ever met, Timmy. Yes. Just as charming sweet, and graceful sweet and sweet as you're ever going to meet. Um, now, Celine, now, you know, me, me and you, I, I hope you're doing good up there because I've seen some of the waves coming up uh, on South Haven, Grand Haven. They're having some serious wind up there across oh, the Oh, yeah. And, uh, it's kind of like, you mean like Michigan. It's yeah. kind of like uh, the Edmund Fitzgerald. Yeah. When... The winter, uh, the uh, waves, of, what is it? The something comes early. Gales. Gales in November. The gales in November come early. But, I mean, but I, I see some of those. And, and it's funny looking at the pictures because, you know, I go to Michigan all the time. Mm-hmm. I, I go to these places. And one particular place in South Haven, uh, a little lighthouse that we always like to walk out to, and the waves are literally coming up to the top of the lighthouse. Wow. And it's, it's so... 
Well, hope you're staying safe up there, Celine. That your yes. power's on, everything's good. And we're um, working on uh, some uh, some of the topics that Celine sent us. Uh, yeah, she is. She, Celine, you ain't doing me no favors now. You you just keeping Timmy throwing stuff at me all the time. I got to yeah. keep learning new stuff. Well, um, that's good for you. Keeps and, the Alzheimer's away. And Brittany, I don't know that you got a proper shout out because you got one from Timmy. Um, this or, is Brittany, she, Brittany Nicole. Brittany Nicole. Brittany Nicole. Um, yes, she's one of our new, I think she's one of our newer uh, listeners. Yeah. So we're very happy to have you. We're very happy you enjoyed the show, and we're happy to have you listening. Absolutely. Um, and, and we have picked oh, up some. Oh, Brittany, I think also put us, a, she also gave us, um, I think she also gave us a shout out, or she gave us a review on iTunes, which we especially appreciate. Yes, we absolutely do anything on iTunes we love. Um, so, Brittany, thank you very much. Um, Timmy, you got a few over there that yes. you should throw out. Yes, I got uh, Nikki and Kimberly uh, C. Nikki C. and Kimberly C. Um, they contacted us. They're listening to the podcast. They wanted to kind of know um, more about you, Colonel. They wanted to know. Uh, they were, they asked for photos of us, and uh, so. Um, I told them that, um, that, you know, a lot of people think that you are taller than, uh, <laughs> than, than, what, than what you appear. So um, we, I, I was able to tell them a little bit about more about us. So thank you guys for um, uh, listening and um, join, uh, joining our Facebook page. We've got uh, Kat, want to shout out to new listener Kathy A. And Tara Lee, John and Lisa, I think it's Liza or Lisa. Lisa, um, Tanya S, um, Charlie H, who, um, he says he loves our show even though you make stuff up. And I said, well, the colonel has a tendency to do that. But Charlie, thank you for joining us. And um, he has a podcast uh, I'm going to check out later, and we'll give him a shout-out next time um, for that podcast so we can send some folks his way. Jessica, uh, thank you for listening. Um, Mary, thank you for listening. We got some feedback uh, from Sherry J, who gave us some feedback on how we could improve the podcast, and we always appreciate that. And then we had some, I uh, basically said, basically to uh, kick Brandy off the show. No, I'm just kidding. She well, I believe that was, that might have been your mama. <laughs> no, my mom loves Because, Brandy. you know, and I forgot my, I didn't forget, I was saving the best shit. You know, you know, I'm Bruce. Big Bruce Springsteen fan. Right. And when he introduces the band, mm-hmm. he usually does, does it during a song called 10th Avenue Freeze Out. Mm-hmm. Takes a break during a song, and he introduces the band. But he always, he always and saves, or oh, did save before the man, God rest his soul, Clarence Clemens passed mm-hmm. away. Save Clarence for last. Mm-hmm. And when we do shout-outs, we always save. And I do, listeners, do I even have to say a name? Dottie. Yes. Dottie Scott. I always save Dottie for last. She always Um, listens. She loves you and Brandy. She never says anything good about me, but she loves you Well, you know what? Because she knows, she shows you every day how proud she is. I'm not sure about that, but um, we'll go with that. But we also actually had two other shout-outs I wanted to give uh, for some two folks, two other folks who gave us reviews on iTunes, which we really appreciate because that helps people find us. And that's uh, Mudini. I hope I'm saying that right. And Kay Taylor, and Kay Taylor actually likes Brandy. Now, see, now what's wrong with the girl? I, I don't well, I don't know if it's a girl or a guy. It's Kay Taylor, but oh. he or she likes Brandy. But, but I'm you know, a, that, I'm that a little suspect. Proves, 
that just proves to you there is, there's somebody for everybody. There's somebody for, there's somebody for everybody. Exactly. And you know, there, there sometimes there is a little bit of confusion, and 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 I should clear that up to me. You know, the colonel. Now, the colonel grew up. The colonel was a self-made man. Yes. I, I grew up in a, in a very, as a matter of fact, and it's a true story to me, I, I grew up in a housing project. You lifted yourself up by your bootstraps. Did I, you have boots? I, I tried you my boots, did you? I, I was too poor to even have boots. Right. Um, but we, we, I grew you up in a housing up by project. by someone else's boots. Right? By someone, I stole somebody's boots and yeah. then pulled myself up by yeah, the bootstraps. that was a good plan. And uh, in this housing project, it was, it was primarily... Uh, it was primarily people of color to me, mm-hmm. um, and so many, many of these people—the uh, grandparents, the uh, the elders of the community, mm-hmm. and and the grandmothers ran the community. You know, mm-hmm. the, you have grandmothers; they just run the community, and we used to call them the grandmama mafia. Mm-hmm. But uh, they came from the south, and the you know the colonel from Cincinnati, and he'd been here all his life, but. I, I, from from growing up with these people, mm-hmm. the people that I grew up with, I, I, I guess I picked up a dialect. Mm-hmm. Um, and people often think um, that the colonel mm-hmm. is something different, mm-hmm. you know. But that, it, that you're African American. That I'm African American, mm-hmm. and, and and it's just from you know the colonel being young, and mm-hmm. that's yeah, yeah, that's where I grew up. Diverse neighborhood. Very diverse, and yeah. and that's how. Uh, that's how the colonel got the Cajun accent. All right. Because that's how, you know, then we, when we bought a house, I, I got out there and I was wondering why why everybody talks so funny. They don't talk like the colonel. Well, you know, there's only one colonel. Yeah. All right, let's talk about Sizzler Sisters, shall we? I'm going to screw this up. I just cannot pronounce it. I thought this was going to be a good good porn story when you first presented it to me. <laughs> it might be. Actually, there's a rock group, I guess, named the Scissor Sisters. I'm not hip enough to know that, but I saw the reference to it. But Anyway, let's talk about the Scissor Sisters because um, it is an interesting story. Now, when we, we, even though we do all these serial killers and murders and things, we try to tie some of this into history, right? Because we have a history to be page, and we have a lot of listeners, but a lot of our listeners like the, uh, you know, the mass murders, the serial killers and the like. A lot of our listeners like that, so, you know, we, we tie that into history. But, we, got, we got some sick some bitches listening to us. <laughs> <laughs> well, I just think they're curious. But anyway. I think we need to change the name of the page from History Dweebs to Murderers Are uh, Us. Too. Yeah, or something. But anyway, no, we, we love history too. So we're going we, we're, we're, we're gonna, to we're gonna do both. We're going to do history podcasts, that, I mean, some serious history stuff, and then we'll do these serial killers and stuff. We'll try to keep both of our... So we, have, we have people who are on our Facebook page... Who follow our Facebook page, and and it's it's mostly all history stuff there. It's almost all serious history stuff. And then we have folks who, and they don't listen to, the, and we have some people who follow our Facebook page but don't listen to our podcast, right? And then we have people who listen to our podcast for whatever reason don't follow our, our Facebook page. We got the, we got the podcast people and the Facebook page, and then we have those who do both. Who do both? Yeah. Right. So we're trying to make everyone happy by doing the, doing a variety of topics. Now, the Scissor Sisters, this story only goes back to 2005. And if we were going to do really, you know, I went to write a paper once when I was in college, a history class. And, I, I you know, I'd grown up 
I was a little guy when the Vietnam War was going on, but, you know, one of the controversial topics of the time was that um, some people, uh, he, there was a military draft going on, you probably remember this, Colonel. Right. Uh, some people went to Canada to avoid the draft. My brother was... Uh had to register for the draft. Yeah, yeah. My brother did too. My brother registered for the draft and it ended before they called him up. But anyway, um, I, I proposed to my professor writing a paper on, you know, the the migration to Canada to avoid the draft and that sort of thing because I thought it was kind of, would make an interesting topic and I hadn't seen a lot written on it. Uh, but he told me no because um, at that point, that was in the 80s and he said, the thing about the thing about when when you write about history, um, you need time. You need a perspective of time. Right. And if it's something as recent as twenty years, that doesn't give you enough perspective and time. So, um, I don't. I, I say only that because this story is only like ten years old. So. And you know that ties in because I find it very interesting. Depending on who you think, who who you want to listen to, what side you're on, you know every. Mm-hmm. And and we try to stay out of politics, right? But if you hear a lot of people will say, um, the president we have now, President Obama, is the worst president we ever had. Mm-hmm. You'll hear a lot of people say the president before him, George Bush, was the worst president we ever had. And you need, I believe, for for presidents, I believe you need a good thirty, forty years to see. Yeah, you uh, because you know when you look back, and we're getting off subject here, mm-hmm. but when you look at Jimmy Carter, um, he was perceived as a as a as a terrible president, and time has given us the perspective of um, the man was just completely helpless. He was a helpless. He was helpless to circumstance. Mm-hmm. You know, it, it doesn't. Wouldn't matter who was in office at that time. Right. It's, you know, you had the oil embargoes. You had all kinds of things. Inflation that was hitting and. Um, they tend to cycle out, you know, as Ronald right. Reagan came in. And right. so I think, you know, when you get into things, especially like politics, you need, yeah, you um, need, that. You you need, need a good 40 years yeah. to see. Well, my professor said, he said the, the gold standard was like 50 years. Yeah. 50 years to, but we're not Now, I will that. say that I only needed six months to realize that Ted Cruz was <laughs> one of the worst damn people uh, I ever met. I know, life, he but, cut in line, he cut in line. Well, who cuts in line? Who cuts in line at a buffet? I don't know. I don't know. But I mean, anyway. history don't need to prove that out. All right. But anyway, the Scissor Sisters, this is recent. I mean, it's recent for a topic that we would cover because it only goes back to 2005. So, uh, But, you know, it's been adjudicated, so it's kind of, I mean, it is a very interesting story, so we're going to go ahead and do it. Um, so anyway, Linda and Charlotte Mohall are sisters uh, who are from Dublin, Ireland, uh, where your ancestors and my ancestors are from. We have a lot of listeners in Ireland, and we appreciate that. Um, they, have, they were known, and they have been known for being, um, having killed and dismembered a Kenyan immigrant by the name of Farah Swala Noor in 2005. And I hope I pronounce, you know, if we mispronounce some of these names, you know, I apologize in advance. And through the rest of the podcast, the man will just be referred to as Noor. Yes. Noor, um, as I said, was a Kenyan immigrant. He was killed with a Stanley knife, welded by Charlotte, and struck in the head with a hammer by her sister Linda, following a confrontation with the sisters and their mother, Kathleen, 
Kathleen Mohall, that was the mother's name, and Kathleen was dating Noor, okay? His head and his penis was sliced off from the rest of his corpse, dismembered by the women, and dumped in the Dublin's Royal Canal, where a piece of the leg, still wearing a sock, was spotted floating uh, near the Crook Park uh, 10 days later. So they really did a number on this guy. You know, it's one thing. We've covered some horrible people, Timmy. Mm -hmm. We've covered some horrible people. But when you take the step, when, when you go that one step too far. Cut off <clears> the wang. Cut off the penis. Yeah. I'm, uh, uh, there ain't nothing worse than a tally whacker whacker. <laughs> tally whacker whacker. I mean, there, there ain't no reason for well, that. Well, I guess. The man so. dead. I mean, when you're cutting off a tally whacker, you're just showing your spitefulness. <laughs> yeah. You know what I mean? It, you're just saying, I hate the wiener. Yeah. Well, you know, we usually do these stories, and, and usually there's uh, someone <laughs> in the story <laughs> that is uh, likable. Or at least an innocent bystander, <laughs> or a victim. Someone innocent. So, yeah. There is no one likable in this no. story. <laughs> I mean, from the sisters. These are just terrible people. And you know the what victim, I can't... The victim, the mom, I mean, the dad. No one no one in this story is And this is, is what I don't get is you got... Now, this is in the middle of Ireland. Right. Okay. That's now, in Dublin, right. Dublin. We, uh, well, do, yeah, I guess Dublin on the coast, but... I have no idea. Um, look at the map. You got... Uh, so you're in Ireland, all right, a big city in Ireland. It'd be hard to find four people, four bad people in Ireland. You know, yeah. you know the Colonel they're, Irish. It is, it, they're it, lovely people. They're lovely people. Now you can You never at any given moment you ain't gonna find four sober people in Ireland. <laughs> well, that um, plays a role in this too. Yeah, <laughs> but but four horrible people. You ain't, you just don't run across them. Right. Well, so. What happened in this thing, and, and you're going to get into the details, but I'm going to kind of just kind of give you a little bit of the background, and then uh, you can you can fill them in on the actual events that occurred back in 2005. So the Mohals uh, were from a place called Clear Clare Gardens. It was a it's a working class neighborhood in South Dublin. Okay, so it's kind of inner city. You know, uh, poor. I'm guessing it's like a poor neighborhood, like here in Cincinnati, one of the poorer neighborhoods. Their parents, John and Kathleen Mahal, raised a family of three boys and three girls. Um, John Mahal, the father, allegedly abused Kathleen. So, you know, strike against him. Uh, he was abusive to the mom. And their marriage broke down. And when they, their marriage broke up, when they broke up, Kathleen entered in a relationship to this Fahar Noor in 2002. As I said, he was an immigrant from Kenya. Now, Noor, uh, then they, he starts dating Kathleen, and he moves into the family home. And John, the, John Mahal, the ex, takes the kids out, and he moves them in with him. So uh, Kathleen is living with Noor now. Her husband is separated. The kids are with the husband. Um, so anyway, they move around a bit. Uh, they rent different places, and they move around a bit. But then in 2004, um, they broke, that, that all occurred in 2002. The marriage broke up in 2002. 2004, uh, Kathleen and Noor are living in Dublin, and... Um, 
So they're getting along, you know, they're living their own lives, the kids are out. Now, the kids, uh, the sisters in particular, Linda is 30 years old, She's one, and Charlotte is 23 at this time, okay? So, a uh, little bit about Linda. She was unemployed. She left school early and had four, four children of her own. The relationship with the father of her children broke up, and she got into another relationship uh, with someone who was abusive to her. Uh, Linda had a history of alcohol abuse, and she was also addicted to heroin. Of course, you know, I know you're uh, a big proponent of uh, heroin. Legalizing heroin. Yeah, yeah. Um, she had one previous conviction in 1993 of larceny. So she's a thief. She's got a she, alcohol problem. She's got a drug problem. Probably a prostitute. Well, yeah, we'll get in it. She, got, she also being abused. So, so far, no, no good guys in this. Now, her sister Charlotte, time all this goes down, 2004, 2005, Charlotte is 23 years old. So she's seven years under, younger, but like her sister... She has a history of drug and alcohol abuse. She had a number of minor previous convictions of criminal charges, uh, mostly uh, uh, charges against uh, uh, public disorder and that sort of thing, criminal damaging. And you know, you got to go just batshit crazy to get one of those charges over in Ireland. I guess, I guess. But she was also involved in prostitution. Oh, oh, I don't know if they got the Craigslist in Ireland or not. I guess they do, but whatever. She was involved in prostitution. So the 23-year-old Charlotte, and uh, she's she's tooting, and she's also has a drug problem, alcohol problem. Her sister uh, Linda's 30 years old. She's uh, she's a drinker. She's doing drugs. She's in an abusive relationship. So as you, as you can tell, there's a lot of drama going on here, right? Let's let me talk to you a little bit about. Uh, Mr. Noor, Farah. This don't sound like a place I want to spend Thanksgiving. To me. No, it doesn't sound like it. It sounds like it's a pretty rough area, and his family is pretty out there. So Farah Salih Noor, and I, again, I hope I'm pronouncing that right. He's he was 38 years old in 2005 when this all went down. He arrived in uh, Ireland in December 1996, claiming to be from Somalia, but he wasn't from Somalia. Um, he claimed to be Somalia so that he could get a visa uh, because, you know, the, the war was going on in Somalia and they were mm-hmm. accepting refugees at the time. But after they did a little investigation on it, they found out that he was, in fact, uh, <laughs> not from Somalia. He was claiming to be a refugee, an orphan. His family was killed in Mogadishu. But apparently after they investigated him, they revealed the fact that he was Kenyan and his family was still alive in Kenya. So... I wonder uh, if he was related to President Obama. <laughs> I don't know. He may have been. Well, they're getting ready to... So anyway, they were going to kick him out of the country. You know, they were going to um, deport him, but he asked for a... He was granted citizenship because he had a fathered an Irish-born child. So he, you know, he had his wang out, going to work, yeah. and, you know, getting busy, created a baby, and... Uh, That's got, the way to do it. He, he, an anchor baby. An anchor baby, Exactly. Now, Mr. Noor, although he's our victim in this uh, little story, he had... Kind of had it coming. (laughs) In some ways. He had four previous convictions of uh, different uh, offenses, including intoxication. Eh, That's not too bad. Threatening and abusive behavior and assault. 
So Mr. Knorr is not the nicest guy in the world. In 1997, he, uh, our victim, raped a mentally disabled 16-year-old Chinese girl, and she later gave birth to the son. So I don't know if that's an anchor baby or there's not. A, there's another anchor baby. Yeah, huh? but, uh, he gave an Irish-born son, so that's a Chinese-born son. Yeah, he got, he's just an internet. Yeah, he the United Nations of crime and sexual perversion. Yeah, he had two other women and children. He had children by two other women, and um, one, uh, another one, described him having raped her. Now, Norrin faced eight charges of disorder and assault, one involving the sexual assault in which a knife was found at the scene by the police. He was convicted on three occasions, but never served any jail time. How does that happen? I don't know. Man. They got a lenient system uh, over there. I guess so. Uh, now, Nor lived in a number of areas in Dublin, um, and uh, when he moved in the inner city is when he met uh, Kathleen Walhall. Now, here's a guy who was uh, 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 a, uh, you know, he drank, he, is, he raped two, at least one woman, he abused women, and that's the kind of guy you want to get involved in a relationship with. Yeah, that's, that's somebody you want to have hanging around you little girls. Yes, so Kathleen, well, the, the, her daughter's grown, but Kathleen and him, they start this relationship, and uh, police describe Nora as being particularly violent toward women, so apparently with his history that seems to play out, that seems what played out. Um, he was also, interesting enough, a suspect in an unsolved murder of a Renaud Murray, which took place in 1999, although um, later authorities have ruled him out, since the authorities have ruled him out. So, um, But he was of the character as such that uh, he was a suspect in a murder case as well. So this Nora guy, as I said, there's no, there's no sweethearts in this whole story. So let's bring us, tell us what happens next, Colonel. Well, you got, let's get to uh, the 20th of March, 2005. Okay. Now, it's a bank holiday and it's St. Patrick's weekend. Oh, what a fun, I bet they drink some beer during that weekend. Now, you know, and you know, I was thinking about him, how hard do you got to work to get arrested for intoxication in Ireland? I mean, <laughs> he must be falling down drunk. Yeah, I mean, you, you got to go out and puke on a, on a policeman's <laughs> shoes to get that. But, uh, so it's a bank. It's St. Patrick's Bank holiday yeah, it's weekend. A big, it's a big holiday. Oh, you know everybody. Even even the nuns is drunk. Oh yeah, around. yeah. I mean, they're they're tossing a few back. Yeah. Right. So on this day, Linda, Charlotte, um, and Nor they go out drinking heavily, like mm. all our good Irishmen. And he wasn't even a good Irishman, mm. but he was trying to fit in. Right. Went in Rome. Yeah. Um, right. So anyway, Nora, he, he bought some vodka, and Kathleen, the mama, she, she got some Coca-Cola, and they walked down the street, and they drinking vodka and Coca-Cola, which is kind of a nasty mix. I don't know <laughs> what, yeah. Yeah, it doesn't sound very good. And, uh, Let's get, get the vodka and keep the Coke. Yeah, they, so, they, so they pick up Charlotte, and uh, so now you got Kathleen, Charlotte, and Nora walking around together and with the vodka and with the Coke, and... Then Charlotte and the mama take some ecstasy tablets. Oh, well, yeah. <laughs> because, I mean, the family, they take ecstasy together. Stays you know, together. Stay together. Yeah, exactly. So Ma- mama is a, a really good role model, isn't she? 
Yeah. So then they go back to uh, Kathleen's flat where the women take more ecstasy. Okay. And then Kathleen... One is just never enough. No, Kathleen crushes up ecstasy tablet and puts it in Noah's drink. So he drinking Coke and vodka. (laughs) Now he got ecstasy tablet mixed in there. Selling a little or a lot? Shopify helps you do your thing however you cha-ching. Shopify is the global commerce platform that helps you sell at every stage of your business. From the launch your online shop stage to the first real-life store stage. All the way to the did we just hit a million orders stage. Shopify is there to help you grow. Shopify helps you turn browsers into buyers with the internet's best converting checkout. 36% better on average compared to other leading commerce platforms. Because businesses that grow, grow with Shopify. Get a $1 per month trial period at shopify.com slash work. Shopify.com slash work. Hiring for your small business? If you're not looking for professionals on LinkedIn, you're looking in the wrong place. That's like looking for your car keys in a fish tank. LinkedIn helps you hire professionals you can't find anywhere else. Even those who aren't actively searching for a new job but might be open to the perfect role. In a given month, over 70% of LinkedIn users don't even visit other leading job sites. So start looking in the right place. With LinkedIn, you can hire professionals like a professional. Post your free job on linkedin.com slash spoken today. And that's got to be the nastiest tasting thing. But she wanted them all to have the same buzz. Right. Well, that's nice of her. And, uh, you know, you probably don't get that mixed. You, you know, you're a... Uh, I don't know if you yeah. get that that kind of mix in uh, in Kenya. You might not be able to. You know no, you mean? probably couldn't. You got to go out in the wood, out in the desert, and find one of those yeah. weeds and chew on them or something. But yeah. anyway, so they're in the house of the flat. It's Linda and Nora and Charlotte and all one big happy family. Yeah, just all hanging out. It's like know, a little house on the prairie. Taking ecstasy, drinking. Yeah, probably looking at the internet, posting to. Taking selfies. Yeah, probably posting ads on back page for prostitution. Yeah, doing some of that too. <laughs> and uh, now Linda and Nora sitting on this little love seat. Yeah, Linda's, uh, yeah. The Linda. daughter, Linda the daughter. Yeah. And uh, Charlotte's sitting on the arm of the love seat. Now Charlotte Nora. Charlotte is the younger one. She's Charlotte's the Charlotte's youngest. Charlotte's 23, right. And Nora, this this seedy bastard that he is, starts touching Linda in a sexual way. So he starts. T- he's, he, he's mom's boyfriend, but he starts touching young twenty-three-year-old uh, Charlotte in a inappropriate way. Yeah, it might be inappropriate for them. I mean, hell, they're doing everything. Well, who like, knows what's inappropriate with those some bitches? They're taking ecstasy, <laughs> drinking coke and vodka, and prostitutes. I don't know what. Where, yeah, I don't know where they draw the line at inappropriate, but <laughs> right. But you know you but got. You got that he crossed the line apparently. <laughs> when you get women, you get the jealousy, Tim. Yeah, and that's uh, true. We saw that in our last podcast on uh, Ruth Judd. Exactly. And so you know, she ended up with two lesbians in her in her, in her trunk. <laughs> two angry lesbians. <laughs> two angry lesbians in her trunk. So he starts whispering in uh, Linda's ear, puts his arm around her waist, and won't let her go. Now Kathleen, the girl's mother, she ain't happy at all. She ain't happy. Yeah. She starts screaming at him. And they have some kind of verbal altercation. Well, she's jealous of her daughters. Her daughters are younger, probably more attractive than she is at this point in her life. Yeah, and now she pissed. The mama pissed. She yeah. just looks at the daughter and just says, just kill him for me. Yeah, just now, like that, just kill him. And, and now, 
and she wasn't thinking. See, an Irish mama would know if she had two Irish boys there. Mm-hmm. You don't say that. <laughs> because the two Irish boys would dispatch of him immediately. Right. But she figures they're girls, you know, they don't take things so literally. But they, well, they, they were very obedient. Charlotte grabbed a Stanley knife and just sliced Noah right across the throat with it. <laughs> yeah. It sent him right to the ground. And Linda, she, she didn't have a knife, but she did see a hammer. So she picked up a hammer and just started clubbing him over the head. If you have a hammer. Hammer in the morning. <laughs> hammer, hammer in the morning is what they yeah. did. Hammer in the morning. Hammer in the <laughs> yeah. evening. Hammer in the afternoon. Now, the mama looks on, but she didn't participate in any of this, but she probably egging him on, like, you know, get him some more. Get him some more. Stab Because this poor bastard was stabbed at least yeah, 27 mom, times. Mom just kind of was watching, right? Well, mama was lazy. She wasn't a self-starter. <laughs> um, Apparently not. So... 27 times this guy gets, now... He gets hit in the head or stabbed 27? Stabbed 27 times, his, his head beat to a pulp with a hammer. That pretty much would do a body, that would pretty much do your head. If you, yeah. You know. Now he is maybe dead, maybe not dead. They're pretty sure he's dead, but they don't really care. Right. So they drag him into a bathroom, okay. and they start to dis... And this takes dismemberment to a whole nother level, Timmy. <laughs> I mean, when they, they mean dismemberment in a, in a biblical sense here, Timothy. Yeah, yeah. What do they do? Well, they sever his penis. Ow! Yeah, sever his penis. Now, the poor bastard, we don't know if he's dead or alive. And he's Kenyan, so I imagine they oh. got big wings. <laughs> I hear they are. They, they always win the marathons. It's <laughs> always, they can all re- always run fast. And you know why? But. I figured it out. Kenyans, it's always a Kenyan winning a marathon. You know why? Why? Kenyans got lions. Oh, and the lions, so they're used to running for Only lions. the people that can run fast and run far survive. So, right. So that's how they win the marathons. I didn't, I didn't. Think about that. that. You don't have Can- Canadians. You know why? Canadians got guns. They see a bear, they just shoot it. Right. They don't have to run. They don't have to run. It's like, hey, bear, eh? So, oh. so they, 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 they cut off his wang. They they whacked the tallywhacker. They gave him a tallywhacker job. Oh, man. And, you know, it's like the mafia. The mafia used to not even do nasty stuff. Now, they, if you was a greedy, they'd stick a $20 bill up your bottom. And mm-hmm. if you was a if you was a, a, a talker, they'd stick a $20 bill in your mouth. But ain't nobody in the mafia, well, once in a while, crazy guy do it, but... You didn't have to worry about getting your tallywhacker taken right. off. Right. You could you could uh, go to your grave with your tallywhacker. But you get three women all liquored up and angry. And jealous. And jealous. And there's a good chance somebody losing a tallywhacker. <laughs> and that's what happened to Mr. North. So Mr. North. And to add insult to injury, they cut off his head. Cut and, off and his limbs. And that's not easy to do, cutting off someone's head. Well, they had a knife and a hammer, Timmy. But, I mean, it's not something like you just... You know, you have to. It takes a little uh, elbow grease to cut off someone's head. Well, you know, it, it does. If you now, the colonel has special training. I could do it with a piece of paper. Well, you are skilled in the arts of decapitation, but these I've had the Israeli women, training. I'm yeah. guessing these women. They were, were no, they amateurs. were they were novices. Yeah. Um, now, and, and so they tried to. You know, they take him in the bathtub. They put some towels over him to try to stem the blood flow. Oh, why do they want to stop the? I guess they don't want to make a mess. They don't want to make a mess. Not yeah. to save his life or anything like that. 
So, so they work in the shower for five hours. Charlotte's sitting on the toilet seat and uses a bread knife to saw off, off this guy's leg. Now, what happens if you have to pee during that time? She's got to get up. you got to exactly. move his arm. And it, I mean, it's a whole thing. And Linda said later she cut off his penis so he would not be able to rape my mother anymore. Now, I believe... Linda, did you took care of that pretty well when you beat his head to a pulp <laughs> with a hammer? Him, and stabbed him 27, and stabbed him 27 times. He wasn't going to do no more raping that, after that. That, that, that tallywhacker wasn't going to work anymore. <laughs> no, he ain't going <laughs> to rape this poor son of a bitch like Rasputin. <laughs> Except he so, died. He so had the decency she, to die quick. She really took it a step too far when she started cutting off the tallywhacker. Well, I guess that's how they got their name Scissor Sisters. Yeah, and I think that's what they call aggravated murder, Tim. <laughs> when they cut off, when you cut off your tallywhacker. Yeah, if they cut off the tallywhacker, it's aggravated. It's regular murder. But it murder. aggravates me. <laughs> it aggravates me. It gives me. I'm breaking in a cold sweat just talking yeah. about this stuff. Yeah. So it, it takes them a bunch of hours because they ain't they ain't really you know they're they ain't not, they're hit, not schooled in the fine art of of dismemberment except exactly. for chopping off the penis, which you know. I, I bet that's not the first time they've done that. I bet it wasn't. I bet that. I bet there's men walking around doubling right now with yeah, half a penis. Probably, probably so. So it. So they decide what they're going to do is they they chop the body parts up. They put them in these black plastic bags, mm-hmm. and they go and toss them down in the Royal Canal. Took them several trips to get down there, but they decide, and and this is how smart these women are. Okay, mm-hmm. they decide apparently. DNA, the only thing they knew about DNA is that it was running down their legs half the time, but <laughs> they didn't uh, They didn't know about DNA because they figured if they kept the head, they couldn't identify the body. Yeah, they're not the brightest. No, they didn't. The they, were, they weren't the brightest of people. But uh, anyway, here's what the crazy bastards do. They jump on a bus mm-hmm. where they walk through the square shopping center mm-hmm. with the head in a bag. So they're carrying the back head around with them. Yeah. Now Charlotte goes to a park. She digs a hole with a knife to bury the head, but she only digs it about six inches deep. Well, that's a lot of work. Yeah. Kathleen throws the knives and the hammer into a pond. Now Park Ranger said he's seen something half buried, and an alcoholic testified <laughs> to seeing what he thought was a blackbird and then walking over and kicking it several times but couldn't get it up out of the ground. This poor bastard's head is decapitated and some homeless guy's kicking it. <laughs> yeah, so now a few days later, Linda go back. She dig up the head. She but takes apparently his, didn't take a whole lot of effort. <laughs> not yeah. She just grabbed him by the hand and yanked <laughs> it out of there. She's using a son's school bag, and she takes it to a field over in uh, some estate. Mm-hmm. And uh, she broke it up with a hammer again, as if she hadn't beaten it enough with a hammer, um, and then buries it. Well, she's into that hammering. Uh, yeah, and then she says, she told police, I kissed the bag and told him I was sorry. And then, like any good Irishman, she consumed a liter of vodka at the spot. <laughs> so she so, drinks it. You're not making that up. She did. She, she drank, did, she, yeah. She, she, I don't know if she poured one out and said one for my homies, but <laughs> she did drink a liter of vodka yeah. right there. Now think about drinking a liter of vodka, Timmy. <laughs> a liter of vodka. I would, be under, I would be under this table right now. Yeah. So now the killing only came to light about 10 days later when his leg with a sock on the end, an argyle sock as a matter of fact, was seen floating in the canal. Did they have the decency to at least take a sock off? Or leave his shoes on. You know what I mean? <laughs> yeah. You got to take the poor bastard. I mean, leave him half-dressed. 
You, you, well, so this I, leg floats up with a this with a leg sock comes floating up with a sock on it, and the police figure, hey, there's something fishy about this. <laughs> yeah, so they something send, is amiss. Something is not right with this because <laughs> what they call in, they like, you know what? Any, anybody reported a leg missing lately? <laughs> right. Okay, no. So maybe they're missing some other stuff. Yeah. So they send some scuba divers down into the lake, mm-hmm. um, and they find seven other body parts. Um, from Mr. Noor. From Mr. Noor, but they do not find the tallywhacker. The tallywhacker <clears throat> is still missing. Still missing the tallywhacker, although I believe that Kathleen may have taken it to a taxidermist uh, and had it stopped. You think she might have, uh, Kathleen may have kept it? I believe she may have. I believe she, that's my working theory. Well, that's an interesting theory, anyway. Now, he was identified with all the shit we got going on here with the CSI and the fingerprints yeah. and everything else, you know how they identified him? Oh. By the T-shirt he had on. Oh, really? Yeah, he must not have changed clothes too much. And the key witness was some Somali guy. So he, the torso, they found, must have found the torso. Found They recovered the torso. Uh-huh. The Somali guy, and he was probably a pirate. He probably had something to do with it. <laughs> pirate. Um, Arr. Arr. It, not, you know what? The Somali pirates can't even do a good R. They got that weird accent. I don't even know how they can call them. And how you call yourself a pirate when you're on a damn rowboat? You know, I mean, these Somalis, they give pirates a bad name. But I'm getting off course here. They don't have a Jolly Roger flying. <laughs> no, they don't. They got like a, they got a speedboat. Any, de- any decent pirate would have to be flying a Jolly Roger. And when's the last time you've seen a, a pirate or a Somali with a peg leg or an eye patch? Or a parrot. Or a parrot. Yeah, they, they, they're they breaking all the rules. All yeah. the pirate rules. They ain't, they ain't pirates. What right. they are is they're, they're thieves. Yeah, yeah. They give pirates a bad name. Yeah. Because um, uh, the colonel, his some of his family go back a ways, and they was pirates, and I, they in no way associated with these low-life, low-level Somalia pirates. Yeah. I, I bet Johnny Footstool was a Somalian pirate. I bet he was. Yeah. I bet he was. Um, so anyway... This guy, he's in it really to get the reward from Crime Stoppers. Um, now, the sister and the parents, they get arrested. The parents, now remember the parents. Yeah, because the guy had, uh, he had, no, he knew that. Uh, he knew that they Noor did it. Or had dated yeah. Kathleen and then there were a connection there. So they yeah, so they him. thought he might have had something later. So <laughs> they get arrested, you know, question, blah, blah, blah. Now, a few weeks later, Linda. She contacts the officers and, and confesses, really, to what she did. And uh, a, a detective goes over there and takes a full statement from her to house, right, in August of 2005. And until then, the police really weren't making much progress in this. Yeah, um, had, they, had they just stuck together and not confessed, they, they may have got away with it. Yeah, but they did have... Now, here's one problem. There's when the police yeah, they, finally did get around to searching um, Kathleen's house, her little flat there, they did find some blood stains, and they used the DNA matches, and they confirmed that it was Nora's blood. But after Linda's confession, Kathleen just told... She's like, I'm getting the hell out of here. And she fled the country. She, so this is the mom. Yeah, the mom. And they didn't find her till January 2008. She was up in England. Yeah, so she she got the hell out of there. She went to uh, England mm-hmm. and leaving her sister, her daughters behind to face the music. Damn right, as any good Irish mama would. <laughs> um, now they're you know, trying. I, I've got a theory though. I've got a theory is if if they didn't confess, you got an uh, you've got this uh, Somalian guy or Kenyan guy who is an immigrant that 
is not. No one's really going to be looking for him that yeah. much. And the police don't care. It's St. Patrick's my, Day weekend. That's my. Do you point. think the police care? Right. No. I mean, I mean, I don't know about police in Ireland, but in the United States, I don't know how much effort we would put into tracking this. This. Well, uh, I think what you would have had is you would have had. Um, they're matching up the blood at the site. Especially in a city. You know what I mean? They matched up the blood, but then who killed him? Right. Okay, you could say, well, we know he was killed here. And Kathleen says, well, I didn't do it. Charlotte says, I didn't do it. Linda says, I didn't do it. Had they kept their mouth shut. And and usually um, criminals are good at such things. Um, but unfortunately... I don't think they were, they were experienced killers. They, you know, they, well, they, they were women, Timmy. Is that the and problem? women like to talk. Is that women like to talk. Is women just can't help themselves. See, now, you know, we need Brandy here to interject when you say something like that because we don't have that voice here today. See, well, that's true, but and and I'm glad because she just says some kind of nonsense like, "Oh, you don't know what you're talking about, yeah, Colonel," or yeah, something like that. Yeah. So it's nice to not have that interruption. Yeah, um, in your yeah. because the listeners, you all know, and, and many of you are of the fair sex. You know that you just can't help yourself from talking. And you talking talk. is what they did. So they, they confess. Yeah, and loose lips, they uh, they, sink they get you a conviction. And they lead to um, uh, loose penises. <laughs> lost penises? It's lost penises. Now, the trial takes place both. Now, Linda and Charlotte were both charged with murder and pled not guilty in the, in the court. I can't even confess and then plead not guilty. Yeah, that's that's a little weird. Um, their trial took place in October 2006. Now, Linda, she was found guilty of manslaughter, and Charlotte was found guilty of the murder. Now, because yeah, Charlotte was doing all the stabbing, Linda was doing the beating with the hammer. So, mm-hmm. Now, Linda's jury accepted her defense of provocation, so she got the manslaughter. Because um, he was coming, uh, well, no, he was coming on to Charlotte, though. No, he was coming on to Linda. Okay. He was he was being all inappropriately sexual with Linda, and you know what? The, you know what? I figured it out. You know what? Being inappropriately sexual with her was what? Not giving her the money up front. <laughs> That's what it was. Maybe that was it. Um. So anyway, Charlotte, she was given a mandatory life sentence, and Linda was just given a fifteen-year sentence for the manslaughter. Uh, now the judge argued that Linda. A heroin addict had initially tried to halt the trial by refusing to take a methadone. So he was kind of, kind of. He was irritated tore. at yeah. her, and that probably cost her. I mean, that got her a, a much tougher sentence. In, it uh, did. She appealed a couple. She appealed that it was too severe, but it, it that failed. Um, Charlotte I, requested to have her conviction um, taken away on the grounds that Judge Carney had put pressure on the jury to reach a verdict, even though the foreman indicated they were deadlocked. This one failed, too. Um, now, Kathleen voluntarily returned to Ireland in February and was charged with uh, two counts of giving false inf- information to the police about Noah's whereabouts and withholding information which she knew or believed it would be of assistance in the prosecutors. In so, the prosecution. kind of a, a obstruction of justice is what she got charged with. Yeah, she got, and she was also charged with bomb. impeding an arrest. Mm-hmm. Um, and she pleaded guilty to helping clean up the crime scene, but shit, I don't know how you're gonna plead guilty. How are you gonna keep walking through the blood? I yeah, mean, you gotta I, clean it so up. She mopped it up, I guess. Yeah, she did get five years in prison for that. Now, now, Mr. Moore, his mother said she was relieved someone was brought to justice 
Well, I, I think justice was brought to this some bitch because yeah. he had it coming. Uh, yeah, I, that's um, why I said it's hard to feel sorry for anybody in this story. Uh, you know, well, and the father, the girl's father, John. Yeah. As soon as his daughters were charged, you know what he did? What? He hung himself. So he killed himself. The the dad. The dad did. But killed the, himself. And the dad, remember, he also had a history of being abusive. Mm-hmm. Right. So he. And you know, here's here's uh, uh, what very well could have happened is he may have been sexually abusing those girls, uh, and was afraid that was going to come out of the trial too. Who knows. Who knows? But, I mean, they it, it no was, reason. It's certainly a dysfunctional family, to say the least. Well, I mean, he kills himself as soon as they're charged. You yeah. know, I mean, this is a guy who who I ain't mean, got a whole lot of dignity, so it ain't like they shamed a family. Yeah, but maybe he was just, you know, heartbroken over his daughters, I guess. I, who knows? I don't know. It's, it's a, like I said, there's no good guys in this whole story. Uh, I agree with yeah. you. Mr. Knorr was a bastard and a rapist. He, you know, raped a mentally retarded girl. Hell, you, you know, Carly blames someone from cutting his dick off. Yeah, that's that ain't cool. Well, I don't know. For the Chinese girl, probably. Well, the Chinese girl, yeah. She, she probably thinking, oh, yeah. Hey, he got his. But, Here come karma for you, Mr. Noor. But uh, Kathleen lost her lover and lost his tallywhacker. Yeah. So, but she, no. ended, she ended up five years in prison. But luckily, the the family turned out okay. Um, I mean, <laughs> it did. Yeah, they, they seem they? to have straightened themselves up after the daddy killed himself. Linda, right. Linda in prison, in right. prison, turned to alcohol, slashed her arms, and she had to spend a week in the psychiatric hospital. Yeah. Then in April 2009, she claimed fellow inmates that she told fellow inmates she'd smashed his head and distributed the fragments in rubbish bins in Phoenix Park. Now, Charlotte, she causing her own little fury over in another one. So they're not in the same prison. No, they're in a different prison. And when she photographs herself, actually, it's a true, true selfie. Okay. True she's selfie. holding a knife to the throat of a male prisoner. Well, and it gets so leaked to is, the press. This is in prison. She's There's a photo of her holding a knife. To the throat of a male prisoner. Well, so that begs the question, one, uh, who took the photo? How did they get a... A mobile phone. How did they get a phone inside prison? Well, it said as a result, security in Irish prisons was increased. What the fuck was it like Mayberry RFD where Otis could just reach through the cell and grab the key? I mean, how are you going to... I don't well, know. How, how do you get a knife? Well, that's what I'm wondering. How do you decrease the security in a place where you got people, you got convicts taking selfies and flashing knives? So this and, was kind of a, like, this is a joke. Here's the scissor sister holding a knife to someone, yeah. take, take a picture and post it on Facebook or whatever. Yeah, so they f- think they got the girls cleaned up. Hey. Now, may- meanwhile, the li- last bit player in this, you got the brother James. Yeah, we haven't talked much about our brothers. He's so run- he inherited all this mess. He re- He's running around playing Grand Theft Auto and robs two prostitutes. <laughs> saying, oh, that's not cool. Saying he did to support his own six children and his sister's four, Linda's four children, whom he took on after she was jailed. So he's still in cars, raising 10 kids. Yeah. yeah. And, there, and there was a pop group in New York called the Scissor Sisters, and that's how they got this name. I mean, the case received a bunch of attention. Charlotte said she hates the, the nickname. And she says, now get this, I hate being called the Scissor Sister. It makes me out to be a monster. 
Well, you know, you cut someone's dick off. You cut somebody, and you know what? And 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 Grant, he had it coming. Absolutely, he had it coming. No but argument. you know what? I'm I'm once once you if you go out and kill a werewolf, Timmy, mm-hmm. you're still a killer. Yeah. Exactly. And when you cut off a penis, even if he has it coming, you're a monster. You're still a tallywhacker whacker. You're a tallywhacker whacker. You, you don't put a hit on the tallywhacker. Right. So now, let me show some respect. Charlotte's a little bit bitter about this whole thing. Um, I guess. She got, and, the, and she, especially, she got a knife and her sister got, five, what, 15 years? Yeah, but Charlotte grabbed the knife first. You got to remember, Charlotte yeah. grabbed the knife and cut him in the throat. I think he was coming <clears> on to <throat> her, though. I think she was sitting on the arm of the chair and he was touching her or something. But anyway. Yeah. But she got, yeah, she got, uh, she got fifteen years. I know she got life. And she Linda, got life. And yeah, Linda the other got one got fifteen. And Charlotte said, "I hate." And she's talking about Linda. I hate her so much. She should have got life, not me. She did more than what I did that horrific night. Although I did get a bit out of control that night. <laughs> <laughs> and, and now both women still behind bars. And uh, Linda. She was, uh, she's seeking to marry her lesbian lover and fi- fi- fellow said, inmate so in jail. So she found love in jail, in prison. She found lesbianism and love because... Oh, bless her heart. And, you know, you can probably sleep easy around a girl because as long as you don't have a penis. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I, it'd be hard to fall asleep next to someone once they've cut off a tallywhacker. No, it's, you want, you know, it's really like a dog that bites. Yeah. If a dog bites one time... Yeah, it's... It's, it's yeah, a biter. Yeah. A woman walks off a tally. It's like Lorraine and Bobbitt. Yeah, Lorraine and Bobbitt. No way, no way. You mean, ever going to marry her, Timmy? No, and I think she would have probably problems finding a, a date. Yeah, and, yeah. and she was a, she was a good-looking woman, yeah. Lorraine and Bobbitt, yeah. but ain't nobody want no part of that no once, more. Once you cut off a penis, you get a reputation. A reputation you can't live down. <laughs> so... And any final thoughts on the scissor sister, sisters there, Colonel? Um, no, I think we've covered everything on them. Um, yeah. Thank you, Janet, for making that suggestion. And uh, too bad we didn't have Brandy here for the ladies' perspective, but, um, you know, she, you know what? I, she's, see, opposed, she's opposed to penises, so she would probably have been all See, this is why I'm glad the devil wasn't here, because... We can talk about it she maturely. Would, yeah. But you know what, the devil, she would, she derives some sick pleasure from some poor man getting his tallywhacker wife. And you know, she would, she would have been, uh, approached it very immaturely, made yeah. big jokes. Oh yeah, a bunch of jokes about, yeah, yeah, yeah. about calling it a wang and, yeah, yeah, and, a, and a Johnson or yeah, whatever. Yeah, and she'd made a lot of uh, inappropriate. She would not have taken the, so she would not have given the, the subject the gravity it deserves. Timmy. Exactly, exactly. And that's why I'm so glad it was you and I doing this, Colonel, and not, uh, not Brandy. I'm glad she was involved. In Actually, this. I'm not even sure why we have her on the show. Well, you know. I mean, she does have one she, fan, I guess. And she buys lunch for us sometimes. She does bring us yeah, lunch. Yeah. So we okay, do miss, yeah. We, we do miss that about Yeah, her. we probably should keep her around. I agree. Uh, where can people find us, Colonel? Well, people can find us. Um, we're going to be at... Uh, we're easier to find than Mr. Noor's <clears throat> penis, apparently. <laughs> yeah. They've never found us. You can that. found us. We are going to be at uh, uh, PodCon. We are not going to be at PodCon. Okay. <laughs> well, we would be if, if there was one and we were invited, we would certainly well, okay. go. We should, they should have one, though. Yeah, I think there's some. Um, I think they have podcast festivals, but... Do they? Invi- yeah, we're not being invited. They and you a- know, I, I, and, and I can't imagine because I, I, I have a friend that does podcasts and... Mm-hmm. Uh, and and he's he's a professional comedian and he does he does pretty serious podcasts and 
it's hard to fit him into a category of what he does. He interviews people that are that are fairly famous. And uh, well, why don't you give him a shout out? Uh, Ted lied, and uh, it's learning not to curse. Learning not um, to curse. It is funny. I listened to it before. He is for Ted's an unbelievably funny man. Yeah, um, and we should also give one to Scott. Scott. Um, Scott K, who's on our podcast, he has an he has a new podcast that's called Bastards of the Universe. Bastards of the Universe, yeah. And it's on uh, Podcast Garden. He seems to be doing well with that. But Ted, uh, Ted asked me, you know, what we were using, how we were recording, and everything else. And I said, Ted, we got a uh, we got a Blue Yeti microphone and an <laughs> Apple Macintosh computer, uh, Apple computer. And he started laughing at me. He said, like, are you kidding me? And I was like, no, because Ted, you know, Ted, take, Ted takes it seriously and he does his. And, and, and I think when you listen, you could probably hear the difference in quality. But right. what we do here, folks, is we're on a lunch hour most of the time. <laughs> and now we got, you know, we got an extended lunch. Hour. Extended. We got a we got maybe a hundred twenty five dollar microphone, <laughs> you know, that we're using. Yeah. Uh, we got three dollar headsets. I know. <laughs> I mean, we're, you know, Scott we're said, top of the line. Scott lives in Illinois, and he said, you know, one time he said, "I'm going to, I'm going to be driving down back, you know, to, in the, your area, and I'd love to come in, sit in the studio." And I said, "Scott, we don't have a studio." Yeah, that's why you hear the echo in my, and it's funny. My son in college um, is a musician. Mm-hmm. They have they have a better studio than we have. We're sit, yeah. literally sitting at a table with a microphone in front of yes, us. Yes, we're poor. We're poor. So but, we. Uh, but find us on iTunes. Find us on iTunes. Um, Leave you us can a find us. Please. You can find us in a van down by the river. <laughs> yes. Um, you can also find us on Facebook. We have a lot of cool history stuff on there. It's if you really are serious about your history, and and my son um, Tanner, he's. Uh, He's very my boys very intelligent boys because the Obama's smart but uh, yes yeah, their mother is very smart they uh, Tanner Tanner told me that he really really liked the Facebook page liked the content on the Facebook page because he you know he he's a younger boy and he's 20, 21. and you know so much of what we put up is it, trivial and and I don't mean by trivial I don't mean. Um, not important, mm-hmm. but things that a 21-year-old boy has not learned. You know, right. we're putting up things about famous people, Audie Murphy or whatever, mm-hmm. um, things that he would not know, you know, had he not. And he says, you know, I follow, I follow the page and I look at it all the time because there's so many really interesting things that I did not know that I'd heard about, but I did not know about, you know, Yeah, and we, we, try, we update it frequently, like all day long. Um, sometimes where it's a... Um, it, Sometimes I struggle what what to post and what to keep back for podcasts because we want to we want to keep both. You know, we we originally started the Facebook page to promote the podcast, but I think sometimes it's vice versa. So I never know. But yeah, it's taken on the the Facebook page is taken on a life of its own, yeah. and I, and I think people sometimes misunderstand that we. Uh, you know, if we if we happen to post that today on this day in whatever year, and, and this occurred, you know, that Hitler was born, that's a historical fact, and it's not that we're we're condoning or promoting Hitler, right? Um, but it it gives a context to history. Yeah, you I think know, people got upset. What was it? What I posted about 
Oh, something about Saddam Hussein today that he was... Um, oh, and I believe the Planned Parenthood, the lady from Planned Parenthood. Oh, yeah, Mar- Margaret Singer, yeah. That, Margaret Singer, and, and people, people not, should understand, not, we, don't, yeah, we don't make judgments. Yeah. We can't make ethical judgments because we don't have ethics. Correct, and it's not um, meant to be a political page. It's solely meant to be a historical page. And, um, you know, and, and, and as I said, there's a million places you can go if you want to discuss politics. But if you'd like to just learn about history, um, stop in to see us at the History Dweeb's Facebook page uh, or listen to our podcast on iTunes. Uh, we also post a podcast on the History Dweeb's Facebook page. Uh, they're also post, uh, posted on Stitcher and about 100 other places. So check us out, and we will see you all next time on History Dweeb's. Goodbye, everyone. Goodbye. Thank you. Hello, this is Danny Pellegrino, host of the Everything Iconic podcast, and I'm here to tell you all about Splash Refresher, because hydration is mandatory, but boring is not. Now, I love my water, but if I don't spice it up, I'm not going to finish what I took out of the fridge. That's why I love my Splash Refresher, which is flavorful, delicious, bright, hydrating, and zero calories. The wild berry flavor is my fave. No, wait, is the pineapple mango flavor my fave? You know what? All five craveable Splash Refresher flavors are my fave because they're so delicious. So get hydrated and enjoy it with Splash Refresher. ACAST powers the world's best podcasts. Here's a show that we recommend. The Real Housewives is a guilty pleasure for most. But if you're looking to not feel guilty about that pleasure, tune in to Everything Iconic with me, Danny Pellegrino, where I break down all the messy moments and behind-the-scenes antics of Bravo's popular franchise. And on Everything Iconic, I also interview celebrity guests like Kelly Ripa, Kiki Palmer, Drew Barrymore, Cameron Diaz, and more about their guilty pleasures, their past work, and so much more. So if you're pop culture obsessed and find yourself watching way too much reality TV like me, tune in to Everything Iconic with Danny Pellegrino, wherever you listen to podcasts. ACAST helps creators launch, grow, and monetize their podcasts everywhere. ACAST.com.